Welcome to Wizard Team, a Harry Potter cast for true Potterheads. Each week we discuss a chapter from the series with all of our knowledge of the world of Harry Potter. Be warned, this is a spoiler-heavy podcast. I'm Bayana. And I'm Robin. We're really excited to go through these chapters and discuss all of our thoughts and feelings about the book. All of our thoughts and feelings, constant skids. <laughs> Today we're discussing chapter 28 of Harry Potter and the Half-Blood Prince, Flight of the Prince. Joining us today is our special guest, Vanessa Zoltan, from the podcast, Harry Potter and the Sacred Text. Hello. Hi. Thanks for having me. Thanks for joining us. Thanks for joining us. Sorry that my dog barks sometimes, but her middle name is Hermione, so it's only when she's correcting us. Right. Me. Well, she's correcting me. Right. <laughs> Meanwhile, my dog, who is, as we know, Luna Lovegood Fitzgerald, um, bye. Um, she barks whenever she sees a nargle, and she sees a lot of nargles. So, <laughs> where it's fine, okay. make it work. Um, so, real quick, we have some announcements and reminders. We want this podcast to be interactive and want to know your thoughts. So, please feel free to tweet along with us. Use the hashtag Wizard Team on Twitter to follow along. Love our blog. Love Wizard Team. Have a few extra galleons lying around. Donate to Black Girls Create. You can become a Patronus or send us a cheering charm at blackgirlscreate.org/donate. And we have Wizard Team merch, so head over to our website to step up your nerd fashion and stationery game. Um, there, We have a store at DFTBA, so you can go to store.dftba.com to find us or just go to our website and click on all the merch links. And if you want to support us but don't have the funds to do so, please rate and review us on iTunes and wherever you're listening to this podcast. We're now on Spotify, so you can... We're now on Spotify! Spotify. Stop yelling at us! <laughs> Yelling. Also, subscribe to Black Witches Weekly, our newsletter curated by Wizard Bay Deborah with nerd news and links to what's been going on. So if you want to be in the know, be sure to subscribe and you can do that at blackgirlscreate.org. And we are wrapping up book six. And as we wrap up, we're going to do a live tweet of Harry Potter and the Half-Blood Prince, the movie. It would be like my second time watching this movie. Join us on Saturday, November 10th at 6 p.m. Pacific time. 9 p.m., whatever, 8 p.m., whatever, you know, Pacific time, 6 p.m. As we watch the movie, use the hashtag wizard team and the hashtag HPHBP. And remember, dear listener, if you suspect that you might have HPHBP, um, please consult a lawyer and a doctor. Mm -hmm. And now for wizard team news. Um, we don't have a lot of news um, other than we have Vanessa with us, and she is the co-host of Harry Potter and the Sacred Text, and we're really excited that she's here. Um, Vanessa, can you tell our listeners a bit about your podcast for um, if they don't already listen to it? Yeah, um, our podcast is soon to feature the two of you, so it'll get a lot better soon. But um, we are also a read-through podcast of Harry Potter, um, only we read the Harry Potter series as if it was a sacred text. So my co-host Casper and I both met in Divinity School. We met each other in Divinity School. And ever since then, we have not, not quite since the minute we met, but for the past three years, we've been going through the books chapter by chapter and reading the books as if they were our liturgy and we were hosting a church service. So we tell an opening story that's like a sermon. We do a 30-second recap, which we think of as our liturgical readings. We then do a theme discussion where we explore the chapter through a theme. And then we do a sacred reading practice and then offer a blessing to a character every week. 
Um, and I have been committed to blessing women. So I bless Hermione a lot. That sounds very Thanks. similar to our MVP bench where Bayana <laughs> MVPs Hermione a lot. I mean, we're wrong though. All like, do, but yeah. I mean, you're not, you're never wrong. I just feel like sometimes it's the obvious hanging and like the lowest hanging fruit. And I'm just like, that's, Rachel, a little bit more. That's, that's possible. It's possible. A little bit higher. Pluck right. something else off. Instead of having an apple, have a banana every once in a while. Ooh. Yeah, but. Ooh. No. It's no. Fine. It's oh. fine. Have some grapes. I don't know. It just felt like it was like a banana's going like phallic, and I'm like, <laughs> no one else was. Yeah. That, no, I was. Oh, okay. So, okay. <laughs> okay. I knew someone would. I knew it could be misconstrued, and I wanted to correct the record. Got you. I, um, and Hermione, I, I'm just gonna defend Hermione. She's a low hanging apple, but she is always crisp and delicious. Mm-hmm. So consistently. Consistent. She is nothing if not consistent. And I am, I feel like after, I don't know, something about the taping of this podcast has turned me into a, like, people are going to get the impression that I'm anti-Hermione. And I'm not. <laughs> I just want, I just want some variety on the spreadsheet. <laughs> Robin, why do you hate Hermione? So oh, my much? God. That's crazy. I can't oh my believe God. I can't believe you hate her. We've known each other our whole lives. And I never would have thought. <laughs> oh, my God. We've only known each other a few months, but I'm disappointed. <laughs> I would be disappointed in me too if I hated her mighty, but I do not. Sure. I see that poster behind you. <laughs> oh, it's Harry Potter. Damn it. <laughs> but in my defense, this is an original Mina Lima poster that um, I got in Dublin because they were at the LukeCon Dublin. And they were like, as we were tearing down, she was like giving them, not giving them away, but. They were on deep discount, and I really yeah. wanted the serious black one. But you know, you take what you can get. I would have only taken a Hermione one. There but okay. a, I don't think there is a undesired or a Hermione. I'm just teasing friend. you. Okay, good. <laughs> I'm real. I'm just like real in my feelings, which is Let great. Me. It's a great way to enter this chapter. It's true. Good to it's just start in your feelings. Yes. Yeah. Yes. It really is. Um, really quickly before we get into feelings, um, magical birthdays. This coming Sunday is Delia's birthday. Happy Shout out to Delia. Birthday, Delia. Also Happy agrees. Happy birthday, Delia. Okay, hold up. So she agrees and says that a Hermione a day will keep the Pomfrey away. Exactly. <laughs> that is the expression. Mm-hmm. Happy birthday, Delia. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um. Are we ready? I'm not ready. I feel like we, it's not, are we ready? Like, okay, are we doing this? (laughs) (laughs) This is a, this is a, this is a rough chapter. Um, so real quick though, uh, previously on wizard team, Harry and Dumbledore arrived back at Hogwarts to discover that the dark mark has appeared over the astronomy tower. They take, um, Madame Rosemary's brooms up to the tower, um, where Malfoy appears. Harry is, frozen by Dumbledore and then is forced to kind of like just listen to Malfoy's recounting of the past year and his attempts to kill Dumbledore. Um, it's like Voldemort's villain explaining. If except Voldemort Dumbledore has to well. prompt him because he's an amateur. <laughs> yeah, you know, like right. Malfoy hasn't done this before and he's still learning. <laughs> he's so Dumbledore has to be like, like, and then what happened? 
Right. He's never been so, one to like really like go all in on his homework. You know what I mean? He needs a little handhold thing. Like this isn't a good essay, but if you could, you know, flesh it out a little bit more. Yeah. Just some light editing. Dumbledore's like, let's flesh out this villain explaining. Let's let's stretch it out. Let's make it laugh. <laughs> yeah, I think and that's fine. You know, you need a little nudge. It's your make first sure time. it's three three feet of parchment. It's fine. <laughs> um, so then Dumbledore kinda it, like kind of tries to get Malfoy to not kill him for like obvious reasons, but also um, is kind of just like we can save you from Voldemort. Just come to the good side, you know. You, you and your family will be fine. But before Draco can really make a decision, um, some other Death Eaters come through and burst in, and then they kind of taunt Dumbledore, who continues um, to have manners. And then Snape comes. And hygiene. Cause Finn oh, and hy- yeah, Dumbledore also has hygiene because Fenrir decidedly does not. Um, and then Snape appears and Dumbledore is like, hey, Snape, you want to do that thing that I asked you to do that one time? Maybe like now or so? So th- if you are one of the few people who don't know what's happening, but you have watched Infinity War, <laughs> um, it's Please. basically... <laughs> It's basically the scene where Gamora looks at Peter and says, you promise. Oh, okay, yeah, that's true. That's true. Except bubbles don't come out of his wand. Instead, Avada Kedavra does, and then Dumbledore um, is, like, pushed off of the um, astronomy tower and falls, and then that's where we left off. Um, that was a happier version of a really sad chapter. <laughs> I know, right? We, we, used, we used humor to get through the pain, Vanessa, here. Um, so one it's thing I wanted to way. ask... Yeah, the one thing I wanted to ask you, because we were talking about it a lot last episode, and we can all kind of vividly remember our first reading of this. Oh. And I'm wondering if you can. The only thing that I remember for sure is thinking that it was a trick and that Dumbledore wasn't really dead. Same. Right? It's like, okay... But not really. <laughs> and the other thing I knew for sure is that Snape was definitely a bad guy. So I yes. was I was right about everything. Yeah. In the yeah. Long run. Pretty much. Basically. Dumbledore still alive, Snake, bad guy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I don't remember like where I was. I just remember how wrong I was about guessing, which I will say that the only good thing that Trump's election has done for me is that it is solidified in my brain how bad I am at guessing things. <laughs> like I was sure that wasn't going to happen. Right. So, I was also sure Dumbledore was alive. Yeah. Don't trust I, me guys. I am not Trelawney. Well, if we knew any- Even Trelawney isn't. I was about to say Trelawney is better than Trelawney. But if we, if, with all of the things happening in the fandom, we can always thank J.K. Rowling for getting us away from our ideology of like people aren't going to die. She really helped me when I decided to pick up A Song of Ice and Fire. I was like, I'm used to this. Yeah. <laughs> I know this feeling. Mm-hmm. That's I've true. been betrayed by someone <laughs> I love before. I feel like it was a little harsher in some moments, but like at least at that point, I had I, I, it was a familiar. But we were, we were, yeah, we were adults. But at least I was. I wasn't reading that when I was super young. I read oh, it when yeah. I was super old, and then they'd been out for a long time. But um, I felt better prepared for that. <laughs> she also like scaffolds it as an educator, right? In book four, she introduces you to Cedric and kills him. So you like mm-hmm. care, but you didn't love him for long. 
And then in book five with Sirius, he's been like sort of a jerk for part of the book. And again, hey, you know, hey, 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 hey. No. <laughs> he's like, he's like, oh, Harry, I'm bummed you get to go back to Hogwarts. And you know, also just don't spend a lot of time with Sirius. Okay, that's right? true. And so you're really sad, but then the Dumbledore one comes and like punches you in the gut. Yeah. Yeah. She said Sirius is a jerk. Who invited her? Oh, oh wait, we did. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I, guess, I definitely. Anyway, did. we we'll, we can talk about Sirius another time. Yeah. All right, yeah. we'll do that. Um, let's do this. Chapter twenty-eight, Flight of the Prince. Um, so Harry felt as though he was. As though he too were hurtling through space, it did not happen. It could not have happened with like, yeah, basically same, exactly what I thought. And then Harry realizes that he can move again, so he goes off to you know chase after the Death Eaters. He um, he petrifies one of the Death Eaters, the like big one who is not named, but um, and then just kind of like runs after. He had to get to Dumbledore. He had to catch Snape. Somehow the two things were linked. Um, so it's interesting to see how he's kind of like jumping into action, but like he's also dealing with like, uh, like it, his head is like there's disbelief and also denial because it's like if I get Snape, we can reverse it and it'll be fine. But like also, Snape, like Dumbledore couldn't die in the first place. So like this doesn't make sense. So he just has a lot happening, which um, I feel like is a really apt description for what it feels like when someone you love dies right mm -hmm. you're like uh-uh uh what right like the the way that your brain tries to process all yeah that. yeah for sure I, it's funny that the first is it the first stage of grief is denial mm -hmm. yeah and like you know harry if nothing else like really has like got those stages down <laughs> <laughs> He's, he's, in his short life, he's had a lot of grief. Oh man, lie down. I did that one to myself. Um, so he leaps down the last ten steps of the spiral staircase. Um, there's a dimly lit corridor full of dust. Half the ceiling had fallen in. A battle was raging before him. He hears a voice shout, "It's over! Time to go!" And sees Snape disappearing around the corner. And so he's kind of like running through this battle so like all of these things are happening and he is kind of just like i have to get to snape um i'm gonna dick duck and dodge these uh these spells and curses and hope for the best he gets attacked by fenrir who again is not a member of wash so <laughs> not smell very good um, you, we need to explain to, oh, to sure. what WASH is. So WASH is a secret society. It <laughs> was founded um, in 1992 after Harry went to the Great Hall for into for like his feast, um, like without washing off the basilisk venom and, and dirt and grime from the Chamber of Secrets, and got then it. everyone got food poisoning. Um, it stands for Wizards Against uh, or Wizards for Actual Showers and Hygiene. Got it. Mm -hmm. and, and Fenrir is decidedly against. He's not a member. He's got not. it. Definitely not. I, that's not in my version of the books. I got a cheap version. Yeah, yeah you know, it was subtext, really. Yeah, I was going to say. It's, it's like between yeah. the lines, you know? Got it. A yeah, 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 yeah. 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 I'm so embarrassed. <laughs> thank you. I have been corrected. <laughs> um. So... Someone petrifies uh, Fenrir, and so then Harry kind of um, is able to push him off, get back up. Um, 
And he, so he's running, his feet met with squashy and slippery, um, or met with something squashy and slippery on the floor. And he stumbled. There were two bodies lying there face down, but there was no time to investigate. Um, he sees Jenny fighting with uh, Amicus. Um, and then he, and you know, a little thinks, disappointingly, he doesn't stop to make out with her. No, not in that moment. Well, you know, the he, monster in his chest. Uh, Edward, no, Edward, yes. Edward <laughs> was just like, I, I really need to do this, Harry. And Harry was like, now is not the time, Edward. <laughs> okay. And he they killed Dumbledore. Through. Got yeah. it. But he did, he did, he did jinx Amicus. So at least yeah. he like kind of saved Ginny in a way. Her. So sure. Like a little mixture of, uh, yeah, that. <laughs> um, sure. So then he, he runs... Uh, he sees Ron, McGonagall, and Lupin all battling separate Death Eaters. Um, he sees Tonks finding and fighting another wizard who's sending curses flying in all directions because he's just being mad reckless in a school. It's fine. And then, so he's just like, he. there's a lot happening, basically. I, I'm trying to like summarize a little bit just because we don't need all of it. But um, Can we just say the one thing that I totally forgot was um, that Hagrid gets attacked a lot. Mm-hmm. Yes. That, I just, I had blocked that from my head. Yeah. Because, you know, he he is lucky enough to survive with his third year, second year education. Yeah, because he, like, doesn't remember how to fix his house, right? Mm -hmm. Like, you see his lack of education in that moment. Anyway, I'm sorry to interrupt. I just... No, no, no. No, no, no. This is a podcast of interruptions, so... (laughs) Well, as a Jew, it is... (laughs) I was born ready. <laughs> <laughs> um, so then Harry trips over Neville, um, who says he's all right. And he's like, Snape and Malfoy ran past. And Harry's like, I know, I'm on it. Uh, he sprints um, through the corridor. His trainers are slippery with blood. Um, he, he's trying to, to figure out if the Death Eaters are going to go to the room of requirement and go back through the cabinet or if it's blocked off and if they have to go another way. He kind of realizes that they're heading toward the entrance hall and towards the exit and not necessarily the room of requirement. So he takes a shortcut and then he hears shouts and screams and realizes that other people within the castle seem to have awoken. Um, although they are largely slave, right? Like the Death Eaters aren't here for the children. They're here to cause a dis- disruption to get Dumbledore. Um, and so, and not to say that, like, they're not in danger, but again, like we were saying, um, stay in your room. Like a couple episodes again, <laughs> but stay in your room, like, you will largely be okay. Yeah. Yeah. Have They haven't really done a lot of lockdown drills at Hogwarts. No. Though. No. They oh, haven't, because then the Hufflepuffs come out oh, man. All in their pajamas, and Ernie's like, what's going on? We oh, heard there were death eaters. Like, why don't you stay? If I, and this is the thing again, okay, <laughs> if I had heard that there are Death Eaters, that, that, that seems to me to mean stay in my room. Like, I feel like those things are the same thing. Death <laughs> Eaters are in the castle. You know those, like, you know, like, the show Cops or whatever, and there's always that nosy neighbor that's, like, out, like, looking around, like, what's going on? Like, no, ma'am. Close the door. <laughs> I disagree. <laughs> I disagree for, yeah, I disagree for two reasons. One is, I feel like if you're not taught shelter in place, like, you don't know the best thing to do in an emergency, right? It's, like, not instinctual. I'm from California, like you all. So, like, you get taught 
what to do in case of an earthquake. Mm -hmm. And dum-dums who aren't raised, they don't know. <laughs> they like sick you should call them dum-dums. That's not, but that's not an innate thing. No, it's I not heard innate. Death eaters in the castle, but there are no death eaters in my room or my common room. <laughs> but like, you don't know. What if you're awful. like, maybe they're gonna come running in here, and there's no escape in my common room, so I want to go somewhere with an escape to the outdoors. You don't know what people are thinking. And then I was about to make it. You know, I'm a grandchild of Holocaust survivors, so I was trained to be nosy. You don't let your <laughs> neighbors get taken away without poking your head out. I was raised to pay attention to what's happening to your neighbor. So See, these are grandchildren of Holocaust survivors. Maybe, and we, as we, as Black women, we're told to mind <laughs> own. <laughs> right. It's cultural. It's is cultural. the point. Mind yeah. your goddamn business. When the cops come, pull out your phone. Right. Don't go right. looking for them. Right. right. Don't go for right. right. Whereas I was raised like you know, first they came for the neighbors, and I said nothing. Right. So I'm just saying, Ernie McMillan was raised differently than other yeah. Hufflepuffs. Yeah, we, um, Black Ravenclaws, we do the first they came for the neighbors, and I tweeted about it while in my own room. <laughs> yeah, and that is valid. I'm just saying we I, shouldn't judge each other's cultural Hashtag resist my common room. Cannot. I'm just saying. I just, the, the, okay, so this is also like a very heartbreaking thing that I saw is um, this week actually in the news was like they were, they were doing active shooter drills at school and like the, it was on like the morning news. And so <laughs> after, <laughs> I mean, I guess well after this, the Death Eaters actually take over the school, but like after this breach, do you think that now Hogwarts students in 2018 have... <laughs> active death eaters. They don't. Them. They don't because they don't do anything that makes sense. They just That's don't. True. They don't learn we from that. On our podcast, we call it Failed Pedagogy of Hogwarts. Mm -hmm. And we have a fictional book that we're working on, <laughs> which is a list of the failed pedagogy. I'm a, I, I'm a high school English teacher by training. And I, as a former teacher, these books are just hard to read sometimes. Yeah. You're like, yeah. where is the guidance counselor? Thank we, you. Yep. Mm -hmm. There Thank are you. children with trauma. Her name is Iyanla. She should no. Oh, wait. She's not fixing lives. Wait. She should definitely be fired. Oh, she shouldn't be fired. She should be, she should be utilized more. Herbert <laughs> should be fired. Herbert, the minister of social services, should definitely be fired. Iyanla, the guidance counselor, should just be called on more. She's just in her office, like, yeah. everything. No one's coming. No one's signing up. Well, no, she should be out in the hallways trying to get to know people. She should be, there should be multiple. I mean, like, especially, like, after Cedric died. Yeah, and there, yeah, was there were, like, no grief ups. <laughs> yeah. Like, Harry's just running around his next year with no support. There's no, just, like, no it's, support. Dumbledore's actively ignoring, ignoring him. Ignoring him. And, like, yeah, it is It is a... Bad news. Mm -hmm. Harry is forced to spend extra time with Snape. Oh. That sounds like I I don't know I still think that that was a that was an A plus idea. <laughs> just like oh, it was just very like it was out of the blue that that did not happen that didn't work out like that was, <laughs> no one saw that coming. <laughs> I just really feel like that was a great that was a great A plan by Dumbledore, and the yeah. fact that the fact that it didn't work was a shock to us all. <laughs> and this is this is it is all, the great shock of the seven bucks. 
<laughs> yes, and this is on Monday morning quarterbacking. Hindsight is twenty twenty. When, when he said, "Tate, how about you go teach that boy that you've been tormenting for the past five years? How about you go teach him how to close his mind and stay calm and not be too emotional right. while he's in the middle of PTSD? While he's in the middle of PTSD, yeah. If you were in that room, you would have been like, "Yep, yep, yeah." Fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah. Far um, be it for me to judge. In hindsight. In hind- it's hindsight bias, I tell you. Yeah. Um, so the so he flies across the entrance hall um, and makes you make out three figures beyond, uh, headed for the gates beyond so that they can just apparate. Um, he sees a flash of light in the distance that momentarily silhouetted, silhouetted wow, his quarry. Uh, Hagrid emerged from the cabin to stop the Death Eaters escaping, and Harry's like, not Hagrid, not Hagrid too. So I think he's. this is kind of a moment where I mean, and I think I mean it's happened before, but it, he's been it's, it's been happening since he realized the dark mark was in the air. It's just like anybody, like any of my all friends, are people, off. like they can, they can, they're they're in like active danger right now. And Harry often blames himself for that as well. So it's just like even more, like you know, Dumbledore just died too. So he's just like I can't lose Dumbledore and also lose Hagrid. Um, this is though. Can we also say that, like, he b- does blame himself a lot, but also he, it is his fault sometimes. Yeah, <laughs> I'm not gonna say it's not. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm hardcore gonna say it's not. Did he not just tell all of his friends to take some potion and go wander the corridors? He was not taught any other way. It's true. should have shut that down troll time. <laughs> you I mean, like, Dumbledore definitely enabled. Like, I was, yeah. I, was I was helping my sister, like, read uh, Sorcerer's Stone for the first time, and, like, he was like, oh, you lost your invisibility cloak? Here, yeah. just in case you might decide you want to go and save the Sorcerer's Stone. Like, yeah. just in case. So he's definitely yeah, been no. taught to just, like, go do things. Yeah. Without, and then you know, then actual real work, real world consequences happen. Yeah. <sighs> Not untrue. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, so Harry's still, you know, he's running after Snape. He sees the vast outline of Hagrid illuminated by the light of the crescent moon revealed suddenly behind clouds. Um, the blonde Death Eater was aiming curse after curse at the gamekeeper. It's not ironic, but it kind of is, is like this, parallel between this and uh, Order of the Phoenix when Umbridge sends the Auras after Hagrid. And just, I don't know, just think, it's, I don't know why, but it kind of just made me think of like that time the government was after Hagrid and this time there's like actual Death Eaters, but also there's like a very, there's like not much of a difference between the two other than that, like Harry has, happens to be like right up close this time. But. Yeah. Ha- hmm. I don't want to say anything that I'm not 100% sure of. I mean, just Hagrid's always under attack. Poor Mm -hmm. Hagrid. And poor Sirius. Sirius also was always under attack. I feel bad for saying bad things about Sirius earlier. As you should. (laughs) And I accept your apology and so does the rest of the Wizarding World. Um, Thank you. But yeah, Yeah. no, Hagrid definitely. I mean, a lot, yeah. It's it's definitely (laughs) prejudice. For sure, because he's had yeah. to deal with like slander in the media. He's been falsely imprisoned. He's been like, there's just a lot that has happened with him. 
falsely imprisoned while everybody who was going along with it knew that it was a BS imprisonment. Everybody mm-hmm. and just watched it happen. Must be seen to be doing something, Hagrid. Can't just not be doing anything. Mm-hmm. So it it is, I think, one of the most haunting parts of this series. Yeah. Is when Dumbledore doesn't like scream, kick, and cry in that moment. Anyway. Sorry. Yeah. No. That's some book no, one sure. stuff or That's, book two stuff for you. But that is forever real. I mean, yeah. we are we we started a petition to make sure that Hagrid gets a lifelong supply of chocolate whenever he needs it. Yeah, um, and honestly, booze. I don't judge him for drinking. I mean, yeah. me, me neither. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I feel like Hagrid is like that. Like we we actually talk a lot of shit about Hagrid, but mostly Did about we? his teaching, <laughs> and we should. But I also think like part of it is that like. He's never given the like adequate tools to do the do the things that he's good at. You know what I mean? Like right. he is really good at taking care of magical creatures, but then he's not given the tools to learn how to like teach children how to do that thing. Yeah, um, why he's, he's, wasn't he ever given back a proper wand? Right. Why did he never how go back to school? School. Right. There's just so <laughs> many things that like, he's just like constantly like, saying. Oh, you're to innocent. Fail. That's awesome. You have Sorry. a second year education and have been doing not been able to practice magic for the past 50 50 yeah. years mm-hmm. yeah. how about you take this teaching job that yeah. sounds great mm-hmm. let's do that yeah mm-hmm. anyway it's your dog luna who likes to make fun of his teaching <laughs> <laughs> i just read that that's the chapter <laughs> word my dog would never. <laughs> it's true. She could say it was a, it was a joke. Listen, and they really tried. Luna is endlessly curious, as we can tell by the stuffing that is currently all over my floor. And she just wants a teacher that is going to foster that curiosity in a safe environment where yeah, she, feels, she feels like she's not going to get hurt. Yeah. Fair enough. You know, her mother died. In a, in a situation like that. And she just wants to make sure that, you know, we don't repeat mistakes. Fair, fair enough, Luna. I apologize. <laughs> oh, my goodness. I'm really getting oh. a sense that I'm just a second Robin and poor Bayana now has to move you to fight. Focus. It's fine. It's fine. Like, I feel so bad. You're working no. so hard. I'm like, wait, where is the... It's fine. It's what she's used to. I am. I am. Wait, she doesn't need two of you. <laughs> That's not what she needs in her life. <laughs> One of you seems plenty. Wow. Mom, is that <laughs> Um, So Harry tears past Hagrid, takes aim at Snape's back and yells, stupefied. He missed. Um, Snape shouts, run, Draco, um, and turn. So Harry... Starts trying to use uh, unforgivable curses. He's trying to use the Cruciatus curse. Um, Hagrid's house is on fire. Snape keeps blocking all of Harry's spells because Harry never properly learned occlumency. So like, it's just the thing that keeps coming back. It's Which really I know, again, I don't know why. It just optimal learning environment. Yeah. I mean, it's just a, one of those things where you know some kids just never live up. They never live up to their potential. You give them every 
advantage <laughs> you give them great like t- the best tutors money can buy mm-hmm. you send them to a high school with golf courses mm-hmm. and all they do is drink beer sorry I feel upset about Kavanaugh I was gonna say <laughs> but they end up on the Supreme Court I was, like, I was totally going there I was totally on your wavelength <laughs> but the ends justify the means okay they end up okay. on the Supreme Court they end up being the chosen one who, yeah, mm-hmm. who do the thing? Yeah. Maybe they could have done the thing better and more efficiently. If you know, and they could close their minds. Fewer women, right? Yeah, maybe, yeah. Maybe they could have done it with less collateral damage. Mm-hmm. Maybe, mm-hmm. you know, better ethics. But mm-hmm. the oh, they're there. The yeah. things are done. Okay. Fair enough. My bad. <laughs> <laughs> um, fight back, Harry screamed. Fight back, you cowardly. Coward, did you call me Potter? Your father would never attack me unless it was four on one. What would you call him? I wonder. And I just feel like after you killed Dumbledore, Dude, now is not the time. He's like, I have never seen a time when I cannot throw a, a jab at a man who has been dead. At my like behest. Like not my right? physical hand, but like I had a part in that. Right. And I still can't let it go. Like, I can't let that beef go, even after I just killed another person. I'm, okay, I'm so wrong. far be it for me to defend Snape, because I, I hate I hate Snape. I hate <laughs> Snape. And I think all, he somehow ruined the word always for me. Which yeah. yeah. Is, it's a completely benevolent word, and like, why is it ruined? But I, I just do think it would be hard to be like a double agent in this moment. Right? And Definitely. Like, shit talking someone while in battle and trying to remember all of your characters. So he's just saying the hurtful things that he can, right? Like they say when you lie to try to lie as little as possible within the lie. And so he's just like being true to himself. Yeah. 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 But that also doesn't mean like you could also just say nothing. (laughs) You could continue to get Draco to safety and ignore the man yelling at you. Like, I don't know. I, live, ignore the I, don't know I don't know what Cambridge is like, but in downtown Oakland where I live, uh-huh. when I'm walking down the street and people are <laughs> yelling shit at me, I just focus straight ahead. I do not engage. Okay, this isn't this isn't just like a random person. Okay, this isn't street this <laughs> I'm first of all, I'm sorry that happens to you. <laughs> I mean, it happens to literally everyone that looks at that. <laughs> it happens but, too. But yeah. no, I I just think, I, anyway, I'm just going to say that I think being a double agent sounds hard. It really does. Oh, absolutely. Um, in the chat, Delia says, for sure Snape is going through it on this night. Um, and I think for his part, he really respected and cared for Dumbledore as much as he as a person could, um, which I totally agree with. I think that like, and I also agree with just like, you know, you... He can, it's, it's also really easy, especially when he, like, clearly has a lot of hate for himself right now to fall back on his hate for Harry and, like, his dad and all of that, which, you know, is trash. But, like, it's easy to do that when you're into, like, direct that anger that you have and, like, pain or whatever when, you know, it's a kid that you, like, really can't stand. Yeah. And Amani says that it's easy to be a double agent like Snape if you're an asshole to everyone. The character remains consistent, which I think is, like... Snape's, that is a good point. I think that Snape's plan, though, is to just like just be a surly asshole. Because he's that and way like, to Bellatrix and Narcissa, right? But he's like, he, he mostly comes, 
he becomes a double agent like right after Lily's death. And so like Voldemort's just like, oh, he's salty because I didn't spare his girl. And he just got to like, and so he's like, yeah, hell yeah, I'm salty. And I'm just going to stay in this salt. I'm just going to marinate in this brine. It's why my hair is just, and then, you know, like that is going to be who I am. And I think that that is like purposeful, but also like what, had he not been, been a double agent, had he like turned his back from Voldemort completely? I mean, I guess he would have been dead. But had he turned his back on Voldemort completely, or had he like gone like leaned full force into being a Death Eater after Lily's death, he would have just been a surly asshole. Well, and from all the, accounts, he was a surly asshole in Hogwarts. Yeah, too. It's just, I also again not to defend Snape, but I also I also did not thrive in high school, and I can't imagine anything worse than having to spend the rest of my life in that high school. In that, in that high yeah. school. But again, that is true. I couldn't imagine but things much worse, but also like he didn't have to. No, I, I made better choices. Yeah. <laughs> and also I don't understand why Dumbledore couldn't hire him to be the school like pharmacist. I mean, um, there's so many things where like Dumbledore hires someone. Dumbledore always hires someone for a job that like they they're not suited for, but they could be there for other reasons. Like it's right. always like, it's always like, like Trelawney. If you need to hire Trelawney, like sure, give just give her room and board. Like right. she has to also yeah. Like, about the Hogshead, like there could be just be so many people. Like the Hogshead could be incredibly staffed, and they just live in Hogsmeade around the castle under his protection. Harry throws another curse at. Snape and Snape says blocked again and again and again until you learn to keep your mouth shut and your mind closed. Um, I do appreciate like, that he's like teaching here. <laughs> I thought that too, like, especially because part of it too is like he's been trying to teach Harry how to do nonverbal spells the entire year. I mean, like trying to teach is strong words, but like you know, um, those have been the lesson plans. Those have been the things that they've <laughs> been teaching. That's that's what he when he goes to defense against the dark arts class. That's what's on the schedule, it's on the agenda. Um, so he's like, bring, but it's also like he's throwing it back in his face. And, you know, if you're a teacher, I'd, I'd hope that you would want your kids to actually learn some things. So then if you're like, wow, you still can't close your mind and say nonverbal spells, that's like, you know, that's on you, not really on them at a certain point. But I mean, I'm reminded of, and this is like when, also you have to remember that this is like the early 90s at this point. And are the mid nineties, early nineties, um, uh, like late now, ninety six. Yeah, right. Um, Bayana's born or in ninety seven. Oh wow. Um, but the internet. I, I'm still saying like the internet wasn't in the spot no. now because I remember having French class in college and being brought in because my French teacher thought that I was cheating, and I was like, no. But what actually is happening is that you can't teach, so I have taken to using. French.about.com <laughs> to keep up and figure it out. Like, this website is a much better teacher than you are, and that says a lot about you. But, like, having, like, like, that's the part where it's like, if you're not learning from your teacher, and like, this is a hard thing, especially for like 16 year olds to do, like, there are other ways. You know what I mean? Like, you spend more, you just put more effort into it. Like, there are a lot of times when, like, 
even if the teacher isn't a raging abusive asshole, like I'm just not learning. I'm not picking that up. And so that means that I have to put more effort into it to get the results that I want, you know? Mm -hmm. And so it is a, it's a commentary on like Snape's teaching style that Harry isn't able to do this, but also on Harry's abilities as a student and his like effort. Cause he's not trying. No, but he also isn't trying because it's Snape and then like, Right. And then also he just doesn't often try that hard on his homework. But he doesn't try that hard ever. And then and it's that happens. the teacher that like double, he doubles down on like being. Hey guys, he tries at Quidditch. Right. And You're right. We all know what a, well, what a Quidditch well, OWL is. Well, does he though? Because like. then he gets distracted by Draco. Oh, right. So he tried at Quidditch up until this year. And then, um, like, and then he was considering skipping. Just so he could like, follow Draco around. I really involved. understand all that slash fan fiction. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's like, she sets that up. Yeah. Better yeah. than Harry and Jimmy as well. Much better than Harry and Jimmy. Way better. <laughs> um, so, poor Jenny. Poor Jenny. Poor Jenny. Yeah. Why poor Jenny? She's got a lot of porridge. She, it's true. She doesn't gets locked in a dungeon for a whole book and then we just forget about her until book five. Yep. Uh-huh. And then slut shame her. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. I just don't and, think, and, I don't, yeah, of yeah, course. Fair enough. Okay. What else are we supposed to do? Like, care about who she is as a person? Like, yeah, no, what fair is enough. that? My bad. My bad. Give her agency? Like, who nope. has the time? Not, not J.K. Rowling. No. <laughs> no. That's for sure. I honestly don't know where we're at. <laughs> I do. I do know where we're at. I've been keeping track. Um, that is so good. <laughs> so, um, one of the Death Eaters uses the Cruciatus Curse on Harry, and then Snape has to stop them. Um, and is like, the Potter belongs to the Dark Lord. Leave him. Go. He's like, that's not the job. So, you know, let's chill. How did I not see at the time that that was Snape saving his life? I was so convinced Snape yeah. was bad. So well, I think is when I, I was in the point of like, I don't know what Snape's game is. I think he's just a rogue. Like, I think he's just a wild card. Because I did clock that. Like, so yeah. when I first you read them, yeah. I clocked that that wasn't, because like, if we're going strictly by what the Dark Lord wants, and if that's like the thing, then Draco would have killed Dumbledore. Dumbledore. Right. And the unbreakable vow to me was always like the thing that he does, but like it was like make sure that Dumbledore dies. So like I always thought like Draco's gonna die, like fail. Right. And then he'll do it. And like that's fine. He can like make that promise, right? Like you yeah. can look after him as much as he wants to. And yeah, but something is not right here. Mm-hmm. Um but I really did think and this is a lot about who I am as a person that like Snape was like, I'm going to be the next Dark Lord. Like I'm going to, I'm pretending I'm playing the long game, but then I'm going to take out Voldemort and I'm going to rule. Like I just had this mm-hmm. whole convoluted, like 12 step plot. None of it was like, it wasn't definitely, it wasn't Snape is Dumbledore's man through and through. Cause I was like, that don't make no sense. Cause he's a terrible human, yes. but it definitely wasn't like he's Voldemort. He's on Voldemort's side. I was like, Oh, we gonna have a third like, a new Dark Lord coming up from the ashes. Oh, I like that theory. Yeah. yeah. I didn't think about that. 
Because it just didn't make sense to me. Well, I mean, it didn't make sense to me, but I was like, I think I was, I mean, at that point, I I don't remember how old I was. I was like 11. So I was like, I mean, she said he killed him and he's a bad guy. He's a bad guy. But also it felt weird. And I also think that like, but I also felt like him stopping the Death Eater from like torturing Harry made sense in that like they often have to, like there are other moments where they've had to check each other um, mm-hmm. to be like, don't kill Harry because that's not our job. Like stay in your lane. Like I, I feel like they do that in other situations. Yeah. Um, Isn't it always Snape who does that though? There's, I think there's one time when no, Lucy does it the- because Harry's holding the prophecy and Bellatrix is about to uh, attack Harry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I feel it's, but I also feel like it's probably Snape the most. Yeah. But I did, I, I do think like it was important to have that because I remember the time that Lucius did it to Bellatrix, but then also like Bellatrix is crazy. Aren't women insane um, yeah. and hysterical? But I think it was important to have that one time where so it wasn't always Snape, but it was definitely mostly. Yeah. Okay. So Harry gives an uh, inarticulate yell of rage in that instant he cared not whether he lived or died. Um, Pushed himself to his feet and staggered blindly towards Snape, the man he now hated as much as he hated Voldemort himself. Can we also just clock this like line that he in that moment he cares not whether he lived or died? Boy, you ain't Mm -hmm. never cared. You've never. He's cared. It's just not been his first self preservation. Yeah, I was gonna say. I think he's scared, and there have been moments where he's like, "Oh crap, I'm about to die," but and like has been afraid of that. But, but it's, it's not always his been at that consider- moment. Yeah, it's never a consideration <laughs> before he does the thing. That's true. But that's isn't that just teenage boy? Yeah, like and Gryffindor. Like on top of that, like he. Yeah. It, yeah. Yeah. I think so. Like they just don't know. Yeah. I live. I live with 34, 18 year olds in a freshman dorm. Mm. And they're just. They're just dumb. They're just that so dumb. Terrible. <laughs> it's, really... it's not glamorous. I'll say that. Sounds Man. like you were doing the Lord's work. Is that what that is? I'm I'm doing what I can for free rent. <laughs> <laughs> um, so then Harry tries to use Sectum Sempra on Snape, um, which again, it's a, it's a spell for enemies. And at this point, he hates Snape as much as he hates Voldemort. Seems like a legit time to use it, not just because Draco was crying in the bathroom. Um, so Snape uh, flicks his wand and uh, repels the curse. He's no longer sneering or jeering. He's, his face is full of rage. Harry thinks love a corpus. No Potter screams Snape. His pale face was suffused with hatred just as it had been when he cursed Dumbledore. You dare use my own spells against me, Potter. It was I who invented them. I, the half-blood prince, and you turn my inventions on me like your filthy father, would you? I don't think so. So there is... I have a question. Dramatic as hell. It's super dramatic. Oh, that's so interesting. I was going to ask if this is the one sexy moment that Snape has in the whole series, but no. No, No. I felt like it was so dramatic. But also, I think we've been talking a lot about, because this this book is a lot about um, Tom Riddle. Yeah. And so we've been talking about how, like, Voldemort is a weird-ass name to choose for yourself at 16 and then to just, like, roll with for the rest of your life. And so in my head, when I read it this time, when he's like, I, the half-blood prince, I, like, immediately think of that. Like, you came up with this when you were a kid and you're just... Sticking with it. Sticking with it. And that's one of those things that, like, you know, I have, um, like, I keep my diaries from middle school. And also, like, I, I keep them because occasionally I'll, like, 
read them and they're very entertaining, but it's also like, wow, that was an interesting time in my life at that <laughs> point, but I'm not going to like continue on with those right. thoughts. You're and still not <laughs> calling yourself by those nicknames. Exactly. Exactly. And so like, that's kind of how I feel this, like it could have just been preserved in his, in his <laughs> book. Like, <laughs> that was a time. What a time. Yeah. I think so the- what do we think that it says about me that I thought that this was the one sexy snake moment? Well, let's actually think- leave that there. Unpack this. You, wanna, you don't want to unpack it? Then we can unpack this. I, I mean, go ahead. I really think, like, there are – so, for example, um, earlier this week, Sync was like, hey, there's a new time capsule. And me, I was like, hey, <laughs> and I just turned into a 15-year-old. Yeah, I just every time they tweet, I turn fifteen, and yeah. that's fine. And I think that like maybe when you were reading this book, there was like a dark-haired bad boy who who went by the half <laughs> I don't know. I just feel like the <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, wait. Let me try to unpack it. It's it's like a little bit Hermione-ish of Snape. It's the first time you find out that Snape actually loves something, right? Like, he really loves potions. He was sitting in the back of that classroom. He was the kind of guy I had a crush on in high school. He was, like, the moody, like, nerdy guy who was, right, like, working hard in the back of the classroom on the own book of poetry. Amani thinks it's because you heard Alan Rickman's voice reading those lines, and it just happened, which is a true. That has happened for me a couple moments where you can like, like we've we've talked about a lot of Snape lovers, and we're like, you don't love Snape, you love Alan Rickman. But I don't love Alan Rickman as Snape. I love Alan Rickman as Colonel Brandon in some. Oh my god! Yes. Okay, that (laughs) is another podcast. Yes. Um, so. Delia says that it's when you find out that Snape is actually an intellectual, and I yes, think that, that is exactly. Thank you. That. Yes, that's it. Moody, You're like what? Mysterious intellectuals are definitely a thing. And, um, and she also high. said, "Oh my God, yes, Colonel Brandon." And I know that Maggie's typing, and Maggie's going to also say, "Oh my God, yes, <laughs> Colonel Brandon." To be clear, are, is anybody here a Little Women fan? Um, yes. Okay, so I just realized that I am life partnered with Professor Bear. My my partner is an old grumpy German professor. So I had like this I, I had this professor who was also from Berkeley, but he was like in his sixties or something, and he had like gray hair, and he actually wore tweed with yeah. leather patches and yeah. I was so in love with him. Yeah. I saw that's him over there. I was yeah. like, he is so sexy. And my friends are like, what's going on? And I was like, I don't know. I do not have daddy issues, but I have yeah. a thing. This I is don't a have thing. Daddy issues, but yeah, I think that that is it. Thank my Charlie you. Rose thing until he had to go off and be a goddamn creeper. Rape- rapist. Oh. Literal rapist. Little anyway, rapist. But yeah. Anyway. He is so bad. Okay, but yes, thank you everybody for your support. I think that it is when you find out that Snape is like a nerdy intellectual at heart. And I, yeah, okay, we can move on now. I also think it's because I'm obsessed with Regency romance novels. And so the word prince brings out something in me. Yeah. I'm just like, he's royalty. 
let's all just <laughs> let's all just stop here and say that there is no one better than Captain Wentworth, and everyone else is just trying their best. But Captain Wentworth, what is that? Persuasion. Oh my God! The letter. Yes. Why? Oh my God! I was like, why did that do something to my heart? <laughs> Anne. <laughs> Okay. I'm half agony, half hope. Okay, let's move on. Let's, yeah. That was oh a my picture. god. Uh, sorry. <laughs> Thank you. Oh my goodness. I'm so um, happy. But, yeah, so all capsing in the chat because they are on. We're all in this ride together. Brianna <laughs> <laughs> hates all Regency. <laughs> Is that true? Novel. Is that true? I don't think that's true. I just true. you that that's so true. When you had to read the romance novels in college, you were so just angry. Oh, I did have to read Britlet and that kind of like you were angry. I wouldn't even I never even I never even opened up I thought I would like it. I think that's why. Because I thought I would mess with it and then I was like, hmm. No. <laughs> Couldn't be you. It wasn't, yeah. Have you read worked. Jane Eyre? Jane Eyre is the best I will, book I, ever made. I could read. Actually, no. But you know what I did read? Was, um, what did I read? The something. Wow. I have it somewhere, but I can't. But it was like a. Uh, it was like a spinoff or like a. It was informed on Jane Eyre, maybe. A white Sargassum Sea? Yes. Yes. yes and I hated and it because it. it was so racist. Yeah. I, I couldn't do it. You would hate Jane Eyre because the racism. But when I first read it, I didn't get the racism because I didn't get like the dark. You don't get that Bertha is black. You yeah, don't get right. it until like. So if I would have read it, I, could... it, I might have hated it. But Bertha was just a crazy bitch. <laughs> well, no, well because White Star Grass and Sea felt like they were. It, it was it, it. It made me mad because it felt like they were trying to com like like have commentary on that while also being separately racist and not interrogating yeah. that part. So that was really where I was like, I can't do it. Yeah, she was, was ahead like, of her time, Jean Reese. But yeah, no, it shouldn't be read as a anti-colonialist response to Jane Eyre. Yeah, anymore. yeah, it doesn't hold up. She tried, and I was like, mm. so yeah. I can't do it. <laughs> no, but Jane Eyre is literally the best book of all time. And so, beyond like my copies of Harry Potter, I really do want to be that crazy person with a thousand copies of Jane Eyre. Like I always want to buy the new one. Are you that, I am person? that crazy person? Oh my god! I tell my friends, I'm like, if you don't know what to get me, get me a copy of Jane Eyre, but they don't do it. Whenever I travel to another country, I just buy Jane Eyre in that language. Oh my god! I don't, I don't read those languages. I just yes. buy Jane Eyre. I love it. Giving Robin ideas. I mean, that's what I've been doing with Harry Potter, but I don't travel to countries that they don't speak English, which says a lot about me. Well, I, I'm, you know. Dating the German old guy, so we gotta go to Germany anyway. Tangent over solve okay. why I find Snape attractive in this moment. <laughs> Thank you, team. Um, so then, oh, Portia also says read Middlemarch still. Oh. I couldn't really do Middlemarch, but I might oh, try. Oh, uh, try again. The audiobook is excellent. Oh, really? I really yeah. enjoy audiobooks right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's okay. free at every library because it's so long, nobody wants it. Nice. So it's you so can long. just renew it. It's so long. It's like 30 hours an audiobook, okay. but it's so good. But that's fine. I just did the last Corman Strike novel with 70 fucking chapters. So I'm ready. I'm ready okay. for it. Do Middlemarch. And then call Do me. It. Okay. okay. <laughs> All right. Back to Harry Potter. 
what? What? What books? All right. All right. Um, so kill me then, Harry panted. Kill me like you killed him, you coward. Don't call me a coward. Um, scream Snape, his face is suddenly demented and human. Um, so like he's sacrificing and has sacrificed a lot and like killing Dumbledore was not a thing that he took lightly or that he wanted to do. So I think being called a coward in that moment is like killing him. Yeah. But also I like hate him, so I'm like, oh well, sucks to right. suck. I mean, but it was a very <laughs> brave thing for him to do because like that is cementing True. his like like no one He's never, you don't come back from, even if you somehow survive this war, Voldemort doesn't kill you. You don't come back from being the dude that murked Dumbledore. Like, you're, like, in the eyes of the wizarding world, you're done. So, if he ever wanted a redemption, he could be like, well, Dumbledore told me to. Like, no, I don't care, dude. Yeah. Oh, that's such a good point. Poor Snape. No, stop. I'm going to stop saying that. No, it's fine. I, just stop hitting, start hitting me every time I say something nice about Snape. <laughs> every time I try to, like, say something where I'm like, I kind of understand where he's coming from in this moment. And then I'm like, yeah. except I just have to, you just got to end it. Like, I mean, the period like, is like, but period. he still sucks, though. It's just like the. Yeah. Like, a stalker creep. Exactly. But he's also a well-written character. Like, he's a complicated right. character and all, you know, he's developed and all that kind of stuff. So, like... Yeah. And, and a creep. And, and also that. And yes. Also that. Um, so then Snape slashed at the air. Harry felt a white hot whip like something hit him across the face and slammed backward into the ground. Um, uh, but then Buckbeak kind of comes through and blocks him because he wants to smoke, so he's attacking Snape. Buckbeak's uh, like, I know you have something to do with my man's getting got. So all these here. all these MFers were complicit and serious as death. And I, vengeance is mine. And, ha- and, and Hagrid. And Hagrid. And Hagrid. Buckbeak's so mad. It's yeah. like he messed with my man's. Vengeance is mine, damn it. Mm-hmm. Buckbeak mm-hmm. loves Shakespeare. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so then Harry struggles to his feet and he's looking for his wand. By the time he'd located it, he turned only to see the hippogriff circling the gates. Snape had managed to disapparate. Um, so now Harry's looking for Hagrid. Um, he stumbles toward the burning house as an enormous figure emerges out of the flames, carrying Fang on his back. Um, and Hagrid's like, are you okay? Harry's like, are you good? Um, Hagrid's like, yeah, This is the saddest part. It's, it's like, it's rough. So then... Um, Harry's like, we should put out your house. The charm is Agumenti. Um, No, it was something like that, said Hagrid. So they use the, they put the house out. It's too bad, said Hagrid. Nothing Dumbledore won't be able to put right. Harry Harry felt a searing pain in his stomach at the sound of the name in the silence and stillness. Horror rose inside him. Hagrid. um, I was binding up a couple of bow chuckle legs when I heard him coming. Um, Hagrid. But what happened, Harry? And Harry's like, like he's you know Hagrid's running through his evening <laughs> and Harry's like no um, no grandma I've got something to tell you stop telling um, me you eat exactly he's like Snape killed Dumbledore um, Hagrid simply looked at him and little the little of his face that could be seen blank uncomprehending Dumbledore what Harry he's dead Snape killed him don't say that Snape killed Dumbledore don't be stupid Harry what's made you say that I saw it happen you couldn't have I saw it Hagrid 
Um, so Hagrid shakes his head, his, his expression disbelieving but sympathetic. So Harry thinks, Harry knows that Hagrid is like, something happened to Harry. He got hit in the head. He, he doesn't know what he's he saying. Got like, he can he's running after Death Eaters. Curses done hit him. So like, he, you know, um, he doesn't have giant blood, so he can't shake it off the way that I can. What must have happened was Dumbledore must have told Snake to go with them Death Eaters, said Hagrid. I suppose he's got to keep his cover. Ugh. Look, let's, let's get you back to the school. Come on, Harry. Um, so then they walk back to the castle. Harry's eyes are fixed upon the ground at the foot of the tallest tower. He imagined that he could see a black huddled mass lying in the grass there, though he was really too far away to see anything of the sort. As they get closer, Hagrid's like, what are they looking at? What's that lying on the grass? Uh, see it, Harry? Uh, right at the foot of the tower, under the mark. Why me? You don't think someone got thrown. Hagrid feels silent. Or falls silent, sorry. Um, Harry walks away alongside him. What was uh, so he like he's you know feeling all these aches and pains, but they don't feel real to him. What felt real was the awful pressing feeling in his chest. Um, Harry heard Hagrid's moan of pain and shock, but he did not stop. Dumbledore lay, Dumbledore lay and crouched. Oh, sorry. Harry walked to where Dumbledore lay and crouched down beside him. Um, he had known there was no hope from the moment that the full body bind Dumbledore had placed on him lifted, um, because its caster was dead. There was still no preparation for seeing him there, spread equal, broken, the greatest wizard Harry had ever or would ever meet. Just uncalled for. The only things in the chat right now are emojis of sobbing. And yeah, same. I find myself mad at Bayana for giving me the news. Sorry. I find myself mad at Bayana an awful lot during these recordings. Um, yeah. Usually because it's like, just the messenger. Just doing my job. Doing my job. And I'm like, what? I find myself wanting to be like, how dare you, sir? I'm sorry. How dare I didn't you? write it. The other problem is, is that I've also noticed in, um, in this reread, this close reread, that I just block out things. I just like, my, my yeah. brain is like, I reject that, so I don't remember it. And then Bayana's like, and then this happened. And I'm like, when? Since when? Says who? Yeah. Like, in the book. It's been in the book for 20 years. And I'm like, lies. <laughs> lies and deceptions. Yeah. I'm gonna... No, I'm not gonna skip it. Sorry. But um, you could. <laughs> I could. Um, so then he gazed down at the wise old face and tried to absorb the enormous and incomprehensible truth that never again would Dumbledore speak to him. Never again could he help. Um, uh, yeah. So this reminds me. not true. It's not true. It's not true. But also it's like, it's like kind of a whole point of this book is like the, you know. Those who love you never really leave you. That and also like you're gonna have to do this thing on your own. Like at the at the end of the day, this is your path and this is you on your own. And like Dumbledore is not like, you know, he's Harry has gotten so used to and like we have gotten so used to, and it's the reason why when Dumbledore died at the end of the last chapter, when I read it for the first time, I was like, nah, it's not what happened. It's there's no way. It's cause we're so used to Dumbledore being there as a safety net and like guiding Harry and guiding us through the story. Um and so at this point, this is when JK Rowling is like, nah. Like we're just we're now taking this journey on our own, and we don't have that like kind of constant. It it was you know what this is. It is a very extreme and sad version of when my parents left when I went to college. 
Wow. I was going like, to go somewhere so different. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, I said it's extreme and sad and not the same because I could always uh-huh. go home. But it was like, I don't know. I mean, I'm saying it's like, all right, but it literally, my mom stayed two extra days. Literally, I'm Rory Gilmore. Um, my mom stayed two extra days. But it was one of, it was when they finally left. And I was just like the first moment that I went back to my dorm room and I was like, I have no one. I know no one. I have I no one. I now. Well. Yeah, and I had a single room too, so I had like literally literally no one. No that's one. such a bad idea. I thought it was I, a great idea. And yeah, it was not, but yeah, like, and it was literally just like I have, I have all of this stuff, right? Like I've had seventeen years of stuff thrown at me, and I know it's in there. It's in the back of my head somewhere. Like I am not a dumb person. I have retained a lot of this information, but if you would have asked me in that moment, like. What's your phone number? I don't know. I have nothing. <laughs> I am ill-equipped. They just dumped me here. In and the now middle of what? Human in the middle of Indiana, which I, the birthplace of the Ku Klux Klan or whatever. Well, that was your choice, but mm-hmm. that was not my choice. You know what she did to me. The trees were all pretty. She she tricked me. But then also it would have been Indiana or Boston. So why do I hate myself? Mm. That's a lot. To, that's something that we have to unpack offline. But yeah, it was, it was definitely like at that moment, I couldn't, I could, there's like a reservoir of like knowledge that you have and I couldn't access it because I was too, I just felt too distraught. alone and distraught. Yeah. yeah. And I feel so like, I'm- oh, go ahead. No, no, no. I was going to say, I feel like that's kind of where Harry is now with like literally coming off of a quote unquote lesson with Dumbledore and it's mm-hmm. now just like, what? Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I was going to ask if Dumbledore is the God figure and this is supposed to symbolize like the death of God. Dumbledore is sort of I like could... the all knowing, mm-hmm. right? The thing that everyone always believes in. And now. Yeah. God yeah, I always felt like, and this is my own personal thing because I am not in divination school, so I don't know. But uh, I always yep. felt like it was it's more of a divination. Divination, <laughs> you know what I meant. I know. I, I would prefer it so much. I could never go. I am such a Potterhead. I could never go to divinity school. They're like, stop calling it divination. Like, <laughs> I go to divin. I I don't even go anymore. But I went to divination school. Everyone, <laughs> why is it? Uh-huh. So but like, yeah, I never thought of it as like the loss of God because, at least in my, in growing up in the church that I grew up in, God was always like a hopeful thing that you carry within you, and it wasn't. Yeah. Um, and like faith was a big part of that, and right. so having if you could just tap into your faith, you could find God. And so it was always to me, the loss of like a more tangible thing. Cause God was always supposed to live within me. Um, but, but then we find out that God does live within him, right? The Dumbledore is within him. Especially we find that out in the moment when Dobby dies. Spoiler. And he, <laughs> and he and Harry picks <laughs> the Horcruxes, right? Like in that moment where he picks his picks, going to the goblin instead of Ollivander, we like know that he is like 
calling on his Dumbledore wisdom. So yeah. I feel like for a year, he doesn't have faith. And he realizes the Dumbledore is inside of him. It's a possible theory. Yeah, I mean, I, I get that, that too. Because that's, that's right around the time when he decides, too, to stop, like, looking for, you know, he, he was reading The Life and Lies of Albus Dumbledore, and he was having all of this, like, right. is all what I know wrong and all that kind of stuff. And then at, that's also the moment where he's like, okay, I'm going to do these horror because that's the number told me to do. I'm going to just decide in this moment to not worry about whatever else was going right. on with him and, like, having my feelings hurt about not knowing all of these things. I'm just going to, like, do what I was what to I, do what I was supposed to do yeah, yeah. so um, I don't know I'm just I, I haven't thought it all through no it's I just, think that that's a I think that that's a very apt like comparison and um, Amani is typing which no good can come of that because Amani is our resident Dumbledore defender or hater no, no hater, hater. Ooh. Uh, yeah. but he always makes sure that he has like some reason but he said Voldemort is God who knew but maybe he meant don't I don't know. But anyway, I I think that that's a very good like parallel and like idea. And I I just haven't thought of that. And I always thought of it as like a death of a parent, a death again. of a parent, or yeah. like a grand like I I like that. a parent or a grandparent that always stood like large, yeah, large and 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 was always like physically there. And like so now that you don't have that because God was never physically present. Right, right, right. You know what I mean? So then you have to, like, when your parent or grandparent passes away and then you you have to lean on those memories and, like, those teachings and, like, they're still with you because, because you've, you have all of that access to, the, like, the love and the memories. But, like, right. you can't – no, you can no longer pick up the phone and have it be, like, a physical yeah. comfort. I I'm just going to down now and y'all can finish up here. Okay. Because oh, Amani started gonna... bringing in uh, Infinity War. Sad everybody, now. everybody needs to <laughs> on the feelings because we still have some time for some, a page and a half. Oh my God, why would you say that, Amani? I can't see what Amani yeah, is saying. He oh. said no resurrections this time. Quoting Thanos. Is, yeah, and he said he was thinking of Thanos snapping Loki's neck. Because Loki always comes back. But he's not coming back. Okay. So I don't have any more serious black. I don't have any more Loki. If we want to talk about blacks, though, and like <laughs> not not like in you know not the blacks, but the blacks, not the blacks, but the <laughs> it's such a bad joke. Um. So Harry sees the locket. Um. If it's managed to steal, it had opened. Um. Perhaps with the force of with which it hit the ground. He knew as he picked it up that something was wrong. This was neither as large as locket he remembered seeing in the Pinsy, nor were there any markings on it, no sign of the Ornit S that was supposed to be Slytherin's mark. Um, there was nothing inside, inside except for a scrap of folded parchment. Um, Harry um, opens it and then reads it. Who discovered your secret? I have stolen the real Horcrux and intend to destroy it as soon as I can. I face death in the hope that when you meet your match, you will be mortal once more. R-A-B. Can I tell you that this is, I had a crush on R-A-B for like two years after this. I am a hopeless romantic. Explain yourself. I'm like, I'm very confused. Who grew up on Regency romances and all I need is a name. And I make up a whole character. What was he like? Or she? What were they like? They. 
<laughs> they yeah. were like a mix between Carmen San Diego oh, yeah. and 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 Darcy, like uh, <laughs> working that, behind that, the that. scenes, making like big plans, wearing a good hat, wearing a good hat while doing Looking it, flags in order to figure shit out, getting it all done, and then like all of a sudden Harry's like, wait, Lydia married uh, Willingham, Willoughby, Willoughby. I got no, all of no. Willoughby is um, from, from, from no Willoughby is that's someone else. Wickham, yes. <laughs> who was who was the witness at the wedding when Lydia married Wickham? R A B was R A B behind the scenes. He was the man with the plan, and I was <laughs> fucking convinced that at the final stage when Harry and Voldemort go face to face, R A B was gonna step out of the shadows and be like, "Bitch, I'm here." And I was living for him, and oh I God. loved him or her for like two years. I feel they like we learned more be. about Robin. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is like all news to me. Like never. But it was like a, like it was a true love. love. It was it was a it was like a this is the the hero of the story. All these all these books with Harry Potter's name on it, but we were lied to because the hero is R A B. R A B. The the neo Nazi okay. bad brother. Okay, why are you bringing it to my fantasy? I'm, I'm so sorry. <laughs> nobody wants that. I'm so nobody sorry. wants. Nobody wants actual fat. I'm disinvited from this party. I'm so sorry. Ender, the glorious fiction that came up in my head. Oh my gosh. I'm. I'm. I apo- I deeply apologize. Delia said, "Who knew Reb had a stand? I was, For, yeah, I was. Yeah. Amazing. That's crazy." <laughs> Portia says, "I love mysterious men. I do love Charlie Weasley. Charlie Weasley is the perfect man. All no. you know about him is that he's ginger, and he likes dragons. I like Lee Jordan. Lee Jordan is my man. I, I he's a like podcaster." That. He is a podcaster. I, he is a podcaster. And he's got a major flirt on with McGonagall, which I'm so into. Wouldn't you listen to <laughs> that true. podcast? I would. Lee and McGonagall. McGonagall oh doing play by plays. I would. I would definitely. I would. Like I would subscribe and, and review. And <laughs> and donate to their Patreon. Yeah, of, of course. Yeah. Highest tier. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Um, okay, real quick. So this was not a Horcrux. Dumbledore had weakened himself by drinking that terrible potion for nothing, which is not quite true because Dumbledore's time was up anyway, but like, you know, way to lie to us. Um, Harry crumpled the parchment in his hand and his eyes burned with tears as behind him Fang began to howl. Oh, God. Really? This is, I hate this. Have you guys seen Star is Born yet? No, not yet. Okay, all I'll say with this. I love the original. Yeah, no, you got to see the Bradley Cooper. It's I love Lady Gaga, but she ain't no Babs. I sure, and he's no Chris Christopherson. It's a different movie. Okay, but anyway, all I'm gonna say is this: you don't need to bring in a dog to make me cry. Like, why is Fang howling? I get it. Yeah. Because like, dogs are literally it. the best. Come here, puppy. I'll come <laughs> <with you. laughs> 
she'll take care of me. Yeah. It's just like, I get it. It's sad. I don't need the dog crying. Yeah. yeah. It, was, it was just, you know, she it's was a very heavy. One last yeah. time. Yeah. And then you hear Fang going, oh, and I'm like, really? Okay. I'm mm -hmm. good. It just makes me mad. Yeah. But we all know that she is a terrible human, right? Like, not she like, she, like likes her. she wants she, her. She really loves to, to hurt us, and we just let her. No, we pay her. Pay her. We, we reward her for it. Mm -hmm. We are in a, a strange BDSM relationship with JK Rowling. <laughs> we are. But completely consensual. <laughs> completely. We ask for it. We're like, yeah. oh, there's new stuff. Is it going to make us cry? Yeah. Can we, can we dissect it into a million little pieces? Can we buy merch? <laughs> buy merch about it? Are you going to, are you going to cast a, a wife abuser? That's fine. I'll still go to the movie. Anyway. <laughs> um, cool. So that's the end of the chapter. Which, <laughs> man, was a, it was a, it was a rough one. Um, we brought what levity to it. I like it. I like I that we to do that sometimes. Yeah, we made it funny. I laughed. Yeah, I laughed. I, I reflected and I laughed. It's fine. Yeah. I, with the help of your listeners, figured out why I have this moment of attraction to Snape, which has always haunted me. Mm -hmm. so thank you. But now you know you've figured it out, and now you know you can, you can yeah. move forward in truth. Exactly. Yes. Exactly. Yeah. All right. Um, so. Before we get an MVP, okay. um, we wanted to ask Vanessa to say a blessing for a character. Oh, yeah. It's difficult, I'm sure, with this particular <laughs> situation. It's a lot of bad happening. I can't. This is such a weird blessing, but, you know, I usually only bless women, so I feel like this is my cheat where I get to offer a blessing for a dude. But I want to bless Draco. Mm -hmm. I just can't even imagine what he's going through right now. Right? Like, he yeah. must, he just failed, and yet, I, and yet, isn't a murderer, and has to run away. I just, right, he's one of those kids in the school shootings who got, like, wrapped up on the wrong side. Um, yeah, he's, he's a victim of Voldemort, too. Right? Yeah, he's yeah. a kid who's a victim of Voldemort. So I'd like to offer certainly not an MVP, but a blessing to Draco, who just because he's a child ended up on the wrong side of the war. Yeah, so I definitely, I totally feel that. I feel that as well. Wow. Whoo! Okay. I took all the laughter away. <laughs> so many fields. Oh man. Um, also, I mean, we should offer a blessing to Dumbledore, right? Who sucked, but also tried his hardest, and he's dead now. It's true. Wow. He's, he's dead now. He's dead now. Okay. I'll stop um, offering blessings. <laughs> <laughs> are, are, your, are your blessings always this? Are They're often this sad. I offered one funny blessing that I can remember, which... I was for Aunt Marge in book one when they're trying to figure out who's going to babysit Harry. And they're like, Aunt Marge won't do it. And I was like, you know, good on Aunt Marge for having such firm boundaries that even though she's like a maiden auntie, they're like, don't ask her. <laughs> one 
knows I say yes to watching other people's kids way too much. So good on Marge. <laughs> but anyway, that's all You're I got. Probably only blessing Marge has ever received. <laughs> and it's before you meet her. Once you meet right. Marge, no blessings her, for Marge. No yeah. blessings. That's right. No. It can only happen then. Yeah. Um, okay, so MVP, do you want to start by Anna? Sure. I made Harry my MVP because um, he's going through a lot right now. Um, and also, but also, like, I think this is kind of a big moment for him and is about to change a lot. Um, and, you know, you never, I don't know, he's, he's just, he's hurting. And he's had to deal with a lot of loss in the last two years. And for that to, like, having to, you know, for that to have to keep happening is difficult for, like, a child. So, yeah. yeah. It's always so, happening right in front of him. Yeah. yeah. Why can't he ever get a phone call about someone dying? Right. Okay. Like just one time he could be like, wow, that happened. That's great. And you can feel sad, but like, you don't have to be there. You don't have to be there. I will say though, as someone who is dreaded and avoided phone calls for the past couple of years, because my grandmother is getting older. Um, it's not, I mean, I guess if you're not expecting it, yeah, that's different. If it comes out of the blue, then it's like, it's a terrible thing that you have to deal with, but yeah, you don't have to see it. Never yeah. mind. Yeah. I'm, I'm, it's like he's just dreading phone calls for I hate the phone for I, I always yeah. Whenever anyone call whenever anyone in my family calls me, I go, What's wrong? And they're like, yeah. dang, I just wanted to say hi. I'm like, don't do it over the phone. Yeah. That's what Twitter's for. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I am giving my MVP to Hagrid. Um, I feel yeah. like he I in it was it was not going to be Hagrid. It's actually going to be Harry. It's Harry in my book, so I have to go back and fix it. But he has also dealt with a lot, and like he's also coming ter- to terms with what his life is going to be like without the protection of Dumbledore. Mm-hmm. Um, and unlike Harry, he's not even as equipped as Harry. And I'm just feeling a lot for those who are left unprotected without the. Um, tools and resources that they need to to prosper, and I feel like that is definitely Hagrid right now. Um, Vanessa, do you have an MVP? Well, you stole mine, but we can always have multiple. Yeah, I'll 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 do Buckbeak because yeah, I mean he's just a little warrior comes through. He like he is the kind. Of warrior who I want to be. He's protective. He's there to help people escape. I'm not going to say that he's the Harriet Tubman of the books. But he goes back. <laughs> to, he goes back to Dangerous Oh my situation. God, is Nicki Minaj on the podcast? <laughs> we made, didn't, I feel like at one point we made, not we. It might have been, it was probably Robin. I think Robin made Dobby's Harriet Tubman. Oh, God. So smart. <laughs> I did make Dobby. I did make him at the Harriet Tubman. Oh, that's better. That's Thank better you. than mine. But when so is Harriet cool. Tubman getting her biopic? Why hasn't that movie been made? I feel like it's happening. It's happening now with Cynthia Erivo. And I hope that it it's is? a mu- musical, but they probably should not. <laughs> they, they probably shouldn't. I, I know, but I just not the first one. You can't. I'm just this weird person that I'm like, you I hire a Broadway legend and I want a, I want a song and dance, damn it. Yeah. Um, there was an episode of Murder She Wrote where Jerry Orbach, who is most famous for being Briscoe on Law and Order, 
was in the He's episode most famous with, for being baby's dad and day dancing. Okay. There's that too. Yeah. Okay. Um, sorry. Continue. Um, but he was on an episode of murder. She wrote with Angela Lansbury. And I just kept being like, are they not going to sing? <laughs> when is the song break? Like even in the, is there not like just a credit scene? <laughs> so maybe Cynthia Revo in the credits. Can sing, I'm here from Color Purple. That doesn't make any sense, no. but I just want, yeah. Cynthia Riva's been cast as Harriet Tubman, though. Okay, so I am behind ball. on the news. This was a thought that I had while driving late the other night, and I'm glad to hear that my wishes have been answered. <laughs> They're working on it. Um, um, so, but so, yeah, I would like to bless Buckbeak for going back to a place of trauma and continuing to fight the good fight. Nice. Um, so Delia makes us, all of us, the MVP for making it through these chapters and Harry for still making it through this nightmare of seeing his last father figure die. Holy um, shit, Delia. First of that's all, not true. Arthur Weasley. Remus, Arthur Weasley, Remus Lupin. Yeah. Yes. Remus will die soon, but not yet. <laughs> oh, God. And the poor Marauders. Ugh. Um, Amani makes R.A.B. his MVP for being the man of Robin's dreams and still a better developed relationship than Harry and Ginny. Go away, Amani. Wow. I can't. You have a real R- MVP. Nope, nope. That's it. That's his MVP. <laughs> um, Maggie MVP's Buckbeak for taking care of business. Yep. Portia MVP's Harry for helping Hagrid. Um, Dumbledore's greatest hype man process as well. Um, process as he was still processing his death himself. Yeah. Um, Jesus Christ, Portia. This all y'all. Jeez. Um, that's it, right? Yeah. Um, and yep, that's it. Cool. Um, who did you bench? I I benched. Oh, I benched Voldemort. I bet yeah. it's Tom. Because yeah. we're all here because of Tom. And like That's Tom true. could have just not done this and lived life and probably lived, be a wizard and live past 70 years old. He could have just not. I just feel like that's some low-hanging fruit. And you were given by on a hard time about Hermione. <laughs> I, but it's, it's not because he's not actually in the chapter, but this is all because of him. Okay, and fair enough. And everyone else that I would Structural bitch, violence, fair enough. Yeah, and like everyone else that I would bench, I'm benching because of the actions that are set in motion because of that raggedy motherfucker right there. Okay. I I did Snape. I know he's, you know, he didn't kill Dumbledore because he wanted to, and he's a double agent and whatever, but like, no. Also, like, he also didn't have to do with that. Have, but the, yeah. I mean, at, at that point, there are less options, whatever. That's not really why I'm benching him. I'm not, I'm not benching him for killing Dumbledore. I'm mostly benching him for like, taking out his angry his anger (laughs) on harry and then like bringing up harry's dead father right after dumbledore died like meanwhile you are still you have a part in his death you're still salty about that even though like he's dead like let it go um still mad at him 16 years later it's just like chill 15 years later so yeah i just needed him to you know just keep running yeah (laughs) and disapparate Right. Just, you know. Just go. Yeah. Yell, I was the half-blood prince of Vanessa can get turned on, but then keep going. <laughs> exactly. That's, you can just, like, scream it on your way out. Yeah. <laughs> By the way. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
the message gets a little tangle and then it's over. Oh, we'll move on. Who, do, who am I going to bench? I'm going to bench the other like casual death eaters who are running around. Like, casual they, death eaters, yes. I just hate, I hate casual haters. I mean, maybe they have these, you know, backstories, but I probably not. Right? They aren't like born of trauma. They're just assholes. Yeah. They're just yeah. I mean, and even if you are born of trauma, you you your your solution is not to dehumanize people, right? And murder them, right? They're just crucioing and like I like yeah, gross. Fighting with Neville. Wearing they're like all wearing MAGA hats, and they're just bad dudes. That is valid. Um, so Delia, I, oh. I'm against bad dudes. Yes, yes. I think that's a wither team canon stand that we can like. We all take a, we all draw a line in the sand. There, we are yeah. anti bad dudes. Great. Yeah. Um, so Delia bitches J.K. Rowling for not taking a freaking chill pill while she was writing this. Did her editors <laughs> not come back and say, "Hey, this hurts. Let's not." <laughs> But I also, in J.K. Rowling's defense, like, the writing is good. The writing is so good. How dare she? But, like, she she dares because the writing is good. Yeah. Um, Portia also benches all the Death Eaters who need to find Buckbeat's Southern Menagerie in the lobby. <laughs> <laughs> oh, goodness. Uh, um, Maggie benches Snape for not, put, not just putting his headphones in and running away. <laughs> And deciding yeah. that he'd rather insult a traumatized teenager who just watched his mentor get murdered by you. And Imani, bitches, Coldemort. Coldemort, uh, this is the crew you ride with, fam? It is. Let's... He handpicked them. He handpicked them. Yep. Yeah. That's, those are, these are his top, the top. Mm-hmm. The, the, the behind the velvet rope of the Death Eater crew. Um, Oh my god, and I just have to add this because Delia may be not with us any longer after <laughs> this. Um, Amani all caps, Remus John Lupin is still alive, Delia. And Delia said, I don't hear any of Harry's children being named after them. <laughs> wow. Uh, his god. <laughs> oh no, it's not. Yeah. Awkward but true. Yeah, it is. It is. Someone's gonna yeah. say it. Yep. Cool. So thank you, Vanessa, for joining us. Thank you so um, much for having me. This was super fun. Can you let our listeners know where we can find you? You can find me. I, I've already tweeted about how much fun this is. You can find me on Twitter, but you can find Harry Potter and the Sacred Text on iTunes or Spotify, all the places that we find your podcast. And we have a new podcast coming out in a couple weeks about romance novels. So ooh, ooh. I am subscribed. Right. It's called Hot and Bothered, and um, we're very excited about that, and that'll come out in November sometime. So that's where to find me, and find me listening to your podcast. You guys are the best. Thank you. And find you guys on our podcast in a few weeks. Yep. Yep. That is happening. happening. It's It's like a podcast carpool. You know, you pick up a host, <laughs> speed through faster. Yeah. <laughs> um, cool. So thank you for listening. Next week we will discuss chapter twin. Oh, 
I did not update this. That's awkward. Chapter 29 <laughs> of Harry Potter and the Half-Blood Prince, The Phoenix Lament. Um, follow along and let us know who you think is the real MVP and who is benched for the chapter. Join the conversation on Twitter, at WeBlackAndNerds, hashtag wizard team. Get um, in Get in your votes. Now we have, like, this is the, next week is the second to last chapter. Um, so that means, like, two weeks to get your yeah. votes in for MVPs and bench. Um, and then we'll be doing a live tweet of Harry Potter and Half-Blood Prince, the movie, on November 10th. Um, these hashtags, Wizard Team and HPHBP. Don't forget to get checked and maybe get some money. Um, after the movie, we'll do our last episode of Half-Blood Prince where we recap the book and the movie and figure out who is the real MVP and bench for the entire book. Um, so again, getting your votes so I can put them in the spreadsheet and they can calculate some things. And All then... of your votes from the from the beginning of the book until the end of the book count if you get them in before we plus before we press play on the movie for the live tweet. Do not neglect the spreadsheet. Respect the spreadsheet. Yep. Don't and bitch. Words to live by. Yeah. It's very important. Don't bitch concepts, bench people. Bench people, yes. That's, man, the cardinal rule. Um, and then on November 21st, we will start Harry Potter and the Deathly Hollows. I won't. I'm, I'm quitting. 